Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today once again I have my mother with me. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. So good to have you back. Good to be here. And today is going to be a very interesting topic. I thought it was very important with the holidays coming up. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to want to be getting a lot of sweet and a lot of dessert. So I thought it would be really good to talk about sugar and how to to eat sweets healthfully. Before we get started with all of that, let's say a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us as we talk about today's health topic. With that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Would you like to pray or do you want me to? Go ahead. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for health and for giving us so much of this wisdom so that we could live the best life that you want us to have. And Lord, I ask that you continue to lead and guide us. Help us us to continue to grow more like you. Help us to also be a witness to those around us so that they may see that you can eat healthy and it still tastes wonderful. Lord, thank you so much for wanting us to prosper and be in good health. And we ask that you continue to help us to give up those things which are not good for our body. And we ask all these things in your wonderful, holy, precious son's name. Amen. Amen. All right, let's start with what it says in the Bible. All right. In Isaiah 55 too, we are counseled to eat that which is good. The word good here means that which is best. So according to the Bible, God wants us to eat those foods that are best for our health and our healing. And he wants us to eat the foods that promote health and healing too. That's right. Unfortunately, many foods contain sugar. Yes, it's true, which we're going to get into today. But before getting into that, I would like to share a couple powerful quotes. One's from the Bible and one's from the Spirit. Of prophecy. And the first one from the Bible is Psalms 103 verses 4 through 5 says, Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. And Spirit of Prophecy, Ministry of Healing, page 128, paragraph 1 says, Too little attention is generally given to the preservation of health. It is far better to prevent disease than to know how to treat it when it's contracted. It is the duty of every person for his own sake and for the sake of humanity to inform himself in regard to to the laws of life and conscientiously to obey them. So today we're going to be talking about sugar and how the consumption of it leads to many diseases of today. We're going to go over what sugar is, what foods are high in sugar, and what problems result from having too much sugar in the diet, and also what type of sweetener is actually found by medical science to be the best. That's a lot to cover and it's very important. Sugar is the generalized name for the class of sweet flavored substances used in a lot of food. They are carbohydrates and as this name implies are composed of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. There are various types of sugar all derived from different sources. Cane, sugar, molasses, maple trees, you get the idea. But simple sugars are called monosaccharides and include glucose, fructose, and glatose. The table of granulated sugar most custom primarily used as food is sucrose, which is a disaccharide, and other disaccharides include maltose and lactose.
lactose. So sugars are found in the tissues of most plants, but are only present in sufficient concentrations for efficient extraction in sugar cane and sugar beet. Right. Education needs to be given on proper diet, Complement Diet and Food says on page 406, paragraph 4. Disease is an effort of nature to free the system from conditions that result from a violation of the laws of health. Ministry of Healing, page 127, paragraphs 1 and 2. And we're also told we need to become more intelligent in regards to the laws of life. In 11 Manuscript Release, page 187, paragraph 3. Also, we're told to educate people in regard to the laws of life in GCDB, which is General Conference Daily Bulletin, January 30th, 1893, paragraph 2. Why? Because we need to educate people so they may know how to preserve health, we're told, in MM 259, paragraph 3. And also, we should educate ourselves not only to live in harmony with the laws of health, but so we can teach others a better way. And we're told that in Child Guidance, page 361, paragraph 2. And in the Bible, Proverbs 26, 2, part of it says, the curse causeless shall not come. And many curses in the Bible deal with the health issues. Right. And disease never comes without a cause. And the way is prepared. And disease invited by disregard of the laws of health. And that's found in Ministry Healing 234.1. And Job 29.16 says, the cause which I knew not, I searched out. So when we have a disease or something going on in our body, we need to look into our lives to see what may be causing it. Right. We have to find out which law of health we violated, remove the violation, say a prayer of faith, and sit back and let God's glory be seen. Now, in the spirit of prophecy, we're also told that when the abuse of health is carried so far that sickness results, the sufferer can often do for himself what no one else can do for him. The first thing to be done is to ascertain the true character of sickness and go to work intelligently to remove the cause. That's Ministry of Healing, page 235, paragraph 1. So our food needs to be plain and free from all objectionable elements, but we need to be careful that it's always platable and good, which is in LLM 545, paragraph 3. And I'd like to add that is a very true statement because we can make something that's plant-based and it can taste horrible and turn people off in a big hurry. That's right. And we need to be sure and guard what goes into our mouth because our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So what we eat can destroy that temple. Exactly. And CD 102 says this very thing. It says to guard the door of our stomach and allowing nothing to pass our lips that will be an enemy to our health and our diet and our life. I'm paraphrasing some of it, but you can go and read it for yourself. We bear positive testimony against all exciting substances used as articles of food. That's Councils on Diet and Food, page 468, paragraph 3. And we're also told that abstinence from all hurtful food and drink is the fruit of true religion. And that's in 9 Testimonies, 113, paragraph 1. So that is very true because we really, really do need to abstain from all hurtful food and drink. Yeah, the idea should never be given that what we put in our, our stomach is of little consequence. Right. That's also in Councils on Diet and Food, page 198, paragraph 4. And we're also told it's a sin to violate the laws of our being just as much as it is to break the Ten Commandments. And to do either one, we're breaking God's laws. And you can find that in Christian Temperance and Bible Hygiene, page 53, paragraph 1. That's a powerful quote right there. So when we violate the laws of our being, it's the same as we're breaking the Ten 
commandment. Right. It goes under the sixth commandment of thou shalt not kill. Because when we are putting foods in our body that does damage to us, we are essentially killing ourselves. Right. It's a slow poison to the body and takes a while because when you're young, it doesn't really show up right away. And most people, it has in some, but when you get older, then they start having all these difficulties and sicknesses and problems. And then they go to the doctor and then they're on a pill for this and a pill for that. And that just makes it worse. Right. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. So that also goes into the effect of why sometimes it takes longer to get our body to be destroyed by what we do to it. Right. Well, the Lord loves us and he does not want us to do ourselves harm by following unhealthful recipes, we're told in Tonsils on Diet and Foods, page 297, paragraph 4. And then we're told to discard all unwholesome recipes in the same book at page 349, paragraph 2. So now let's get into what it talks about sugar. Well, sugar, we know that a free use of these things is positively injurious to health. And in many cases, we think that if they were not used at all, a much better state of health would be enjoyed. That's from Three Testimonies 21.1. Right. And she also tells us that from the light given her, sugar, when largely used, is more injurious than meat. And that's in Testimony Studies and Diet Foods, page 121, paragraph 2. So that's a very strong quote there, too, that sugar, if you use it in large amounts, is worse than meat. And we know how terrible meat is. Yes, it is not good for your body, which is exactly what CD 327.1 says. It says sugar is not good for the stomach. It causes fermentation, and this clouds the brain and brings peevishness into the disposition. Right. Sugar also clogs the system. It hinders the working of the living machine. That's referring to our bodies. And that's Testimony Studies, Diet and Food again, page 121, paragraph 1. I have seen some children react really badly when they don't get their sweets. Oh, yes. I've seen it myself in my son, not reacting when he didn't get it, but how he reacted when he did get it. He was really wild and hyper when he had sugar. Yeah. And adults have the same problem. They're like, oh, I need my sweets after I eat. I need to end on that sweet note. It's very addicting. And my grandma was like that too. She had to have her sugar and her coffee, of course, which is a whole nother subject, but their sugar in Well, she didn't put coffee in her sugar. She drank it black, but she had to have something sweet with it. So she always had to have some type of Danish or something sweet, you know, a cookie or something to dip in that coffee and drink it, you know. But now let's talk about how white sugar is made, okay? White sugar is created in a couple ways. Mill white sugar is a result of sulfur dioxide being introduced to the cane juice before evaporation. What it does is it bleaches the mixture. And in the production of refined white sugar, which is the most common product in the Western world, the raw sugar syrup is mixed with a heavy syrup and it's run through a strainer to take away the outer coating of the raw sugar crystals. Phosphoric acid and calcium hydroxide are then added to the juice, which then combine and absorb or trap impurities. Alternately, carbon dioxide is used to achieve the same effect. And you can go to a website called www.sucrose.com learn.htm and read about it. Some facts about sugar that you might find interesting is that approximately 200 years ago, Americans on average consumed 14 pounds of sugar each year per person. But today, the average is like a fourth to a half a pound of sugar every single day. And that's about 
90 to 180 pounds of sugar that we put into our bodies every year. So that is a large increase. It sure is. Did you know there's 120 teaspoons or 40 tablespoons in every pound of sugar? A half a pound is 60 teaspoons and a quarter pound is 30 teaspoons. Americans on average swallow about 22 teaspoons of sugar minimum every single day. And it's not that they're just sprinkling sugar on their food. It's in the candy and the treats and the stuff they drink and, and everything. That's, it includes all of that. And I don't know if most people think about this, but a lot of the cereals that they buy contain large amounts of sugar. Oh, yes. In many children, 20 to 40% of their daily caloric intake comes from sugar. And I personally believe that a lot of that is the cereals that the parents give them to eat, plus the candy and the junk they give them too as well. But cereal is full of sugar. It's horrible. Yeah, the foods that contain the most sugars are soft drinks and followed by the candies, which we mentioned, cakes, cookies, pies, any dessert, obviously, cereals, sodas, and the list goes on. Did you know that in one can of soda it contains eight teaspoons of sugar that is a lot of sugar that's just one teaspoon shy of three tablespoons that's a lot of sugar to just drink down that's a lot i remember watching this video about how ketchup when taking out all of the other ingredients was just basically if you just put sugar in the bottle of ketchup it was like half sugar wow it was crazy yeah i believe it because ketchup is very sweet i don't know the exact amounts but i just remember remember this video that I saw and I was like whoa yeah well no matter what size the bottle was half if half of it was sugar that's a lot of sugar six teaspoons of sugar which is two tablespoons is a hundred added extra calories according to the who which is the World Health Organization total sugar in the diet from fruits vegetables and added sugars including honey should not make up more than 10% of our total caloric intake for a 2,000 caloric intake this represents 200 calories from sugar which is four tablespoons which is a fourth of a cup yeah and brown sugar is nothing more than white sugar mixed with molasses to make it brown so it doesn't make it any more healthier the right. most healthiest sugar that you can get is raw cane sugar well fructose is very unhealthy too many people think that that's good because it comes from fruit but it's not pure fruit sugar it's not healthy at all it's a refined sugar here are some scientific and hidden names of sugar that you'll want to look for when reading your labels and it is a lot so if you want to pause this and write it down or look over it you can do that but we're gonna go over it I'll say some and my mom will say some as well so the first few are these agave nectar which isn't good for you anyway but it's a very toxic chemical yes and Barbados sugar barley malt beet sugar brown sugar buttered syrup cane crystals cane juice crystals, cane sugar, caramel, and carob syrup. I'd like to comment on the cane sugar. The reason that most of that is bad is because it is GMO. If you get the raw cane sugar that's not refined and not GMO, it's a healthier sugar. Some other sugars are castor sugar, confectioner sugar, better known as powdered sugar, corn syrup, corn sweetener, corn syrup solids, crystalline fructose, demer sugar, dextrin, dextran, dextrose, diastatic 
aromatic malt, diatase D mannose, evaporated cane sugar, ethyl maltose, Florida crystals, free flowing, and fructose. And here are some more galactose, glucose solids, golden sugar, golden syrup, granulated sugar, grape sugar, grape juice concentrated. Not that that is necessarily bad for you, it just contains sugar from the grape juice. You want pure 100% grape juice. High fructose corn syrup, which is very bad for you. Icing sugar, invert sugar, lactose, malt syrup, maltodextrin, maltose, mannitol, muscovado sugar, refiner's syrup, rice syrup, sorbitol, sorghum syrup, sucrose, sugar, syrup, and the last couple is regular table sugar and yellow sugar. That is a lot of different types of sugar to be on the lookout for. Right. And there's also food items that we're going to talk about now where you can find sugar and where sugar hides that a lot of people might not even think about. Apple pie, one slice has 12 teaspoons of sugar. A banana split has 25 teaspoons of sugar. A carob brownie square, three teaspoons of sugar. Chocolate bar, seven teaspoons, which we shouldn't be eating anyway, when that's another topic for another day. Chocolate cake, one and a half inch square, 15 teaspoons of sugar. A chocolate fudge square, four teaspoons of sugar. Chocolate milk, one cup is six teaspoons of sugar. Cocoa, one cup, four teaspoons of sugar. Cola drinks, a 12 ounce can, 12 to 18 teaspoons of sugar. A glazed donut, eight teaspoons of sugar. And one stick of gum a half a teaspoon of sugar yes and continuing with this is honey one tablespoon has three teaspoons of sugar in it ice cream only a half a cup has five to six teaspoons jam one tablespoon of jam has three teaspoons of sugar wow that's a lot yeah and one tablespoon of jelly has two and a half teaspoons of sugar lemonade an eight ounce glass has seven teaspoons marshmallows and that's just one marshmallow has 1.5 teaspoons of sugar. And a milkshake, 10 ounces, has seven and a half teaspoons. Peaches that are canned in sugar, only two halves, which is one whole peach, has three and one fourth teaspoons of sugar. Wow. And a plain donut has seven teaspoons. Pumpkin pie, only one slice, has 10 teaspoons of sugar. And root beer, a 12 ounce can, has 10 teaspoons. And sherbet, a half a cup of it, has six to eight teaspoons of sugar. Wow, that's a lot of sugar in those items. Yes. You don't realize it when you're eating that stuff that it's full of all that sugar. Something else to keep in mind is that 10 teaspoons of sugar will immobilize your immune system by approximately 33%. 30 teaspoons of sugar will shut down your immune system for a whole day. This is why many people get very sluggish around noon time during the day. They had a donut and coffee for breakfast or some sugary cereal or something else and then come noon they're very sluggish. Now we're going to tell you where you can find sugar like in box foods, bread, cake mix, candy, even canned beans. You have to be a label reader. Canned foods, canned fruit, canned meats, canned nuts, canned vegetables, chocolate milk, cookies, dried nuts, frost. 
frosting, fruit juices, fruit toppings. I just want to say for the fruit juices, that's why you have to make sure it says 100% grape or apple or whatever the juice is and no other ingredients. Gels for cakes, gravy mixes, icings, jams, jellies. That's why it's really good to make your own jams and jellies because you know what's in it. Juices, medicines, milk, packaged foods, peanut butter, pies, sauces, seasoning mixes, soft drinks again, vegetable juices, and much, much more. People put sugar in everything and yes. it's not always the healthy kind of sugar. When you're at the grocery store reading the label and it says sugar, it means the white table sugar. If it's not, it will say cane sugar or, or what other type of sugar it is, honey. It'll say specifically at the other kind. So if it just says sugar, you know it's white table sugar and that is the worst. Now we're going to get into some of the dangers that sugar can cause to your health, okay? First of all, it elevates your blood pressure. It elevates your triglycerides and your LDL. It causes a depletion of vitamin minerals. It's responsible in the formation of gout. It is a heart disease, clogs your arteries, liver damage, eye problems, damage to your eyes. Your diabetes is worsened. It compromises your immune system, as we said earlier. It fuels tumor growth and it makes the blood acidic. It also depletes the body of B vitamins, causing nervousness and irritability and a lack of mental function. And we've seen people who do get irritable from lack of sugar in their body. It also decreases energy levels and increases bacteria buildup in the body and also increases the chance of infection. It also causes obesity. This is why many people get overweight because of too much sugar. It also causes cancer and candida and tooth decay. Also, ADD and ADHD. You do not want to give a child diagnosed with that sugar, even though that's another story about ADD and ADHD. But I had two children I raised that were diagnosed with that. And as I mentioned earlier, when my son had sugar, he bounced off the walls. He was very wild. Sugar also causes strokes, can cause asthma, obesity, hyperactivity, leads to insulin resistance. It can cause inflammation. It contributes to fatty liver disease. It overworks your pancreas and your adrenal stress. It causes chronic fatigue and much, much more. This is a lot of damage that it does to our body. It sure is. People don't realize what all sugar can do to the body. Now, if you just have sugar, you know, a little bit of sugar once a month or once every other month, that's not gonna happen. But most people eat it every day. And if they're having three meals a day that's a lot of sugar plus many people snack in between meals and then that's when they're eating candy and pop and whatever and that really spikes their sugar intake for the day right and you also have to remember that even some food sources have their own natural sugar now like fruits and stuff it's not a bad sugar but it does also have sugar in it so even that can increase it because some of these fruits such as figs and dried fruits are high in sugar. Not that they're wrong to eat, just that they do have sugar as well. They have more sugar when they're dried because they're dried, so it's concentrated. But there are a couple links that I could provide you with if you want to see how sugar affects your immune system and your white blood cells. So if you're interested in that, you can contact Kayla or myself and, and we can send those links. And also, I want to recommend a book you can read, and it's called Food and Behavior by Barbara Reed Sitt. And that's an excellent book you can read about a how food affects your behavior.
behavior. Another really good book to read about sugar is called The Sugar Blues. Yes. It's by William Duffy, and it was first released in 1975, and to this day, according to publishers, over 1.6 million copies have been printed and sold. I'm going to spell the last name for the listeners, just so they know. It's D-U-F-T-Y, Dufty, in case you want to look it up. But you can Google it and find it if you're interested in that book. Also, keep the following in mind. When eating even raw sugar, medical science recommends no more than six teaspoons or two tablespoons per day. So let's say you make a dessert and it contains two cups of sugar and you get 16 slices out of that dessert. That would be two tablespoons of sugar in each slice because there's 16 tablespoons in a cup of sugar. So that would be your recommended amount for the day. That would be it. You have that one slice and that's it. That's your two tablespoons of sugar. Now let's say you make cookies that required only one cup of sugar which is 16 tablespoons and your whole batch of cookies makes 36 cookies that would be a little less than a half a tablespoon or one and a half teaspoons in each cookie so you can have more than one (laughs) (laughs) but if you're using a sweetener it's best to try to stick to honey as much as possible but even when eating honey we have to be sparing because proverbs 24 13 and proverbs 25 27 tell us that another thing you have to be very careful which honey you buy. You can't just go to the grocery store or to Costco or Sam's Club or any of those places and just grab honey because a lot of that honey has sugar in it and it's not a natural good honey. You want to make sure your honey is purchased from Trader Joe's or a honey farm or a farmer's market. And then you have pure honey that the pollen has not been removed from it. You want to make sure the pollen is still in the honey. And places selling honey really cheap, I guarantee you, the bees were fed with sugar and the pollen's been removed and the honey is pretty much worthless. And as we said before, another sugar that is good is the raw, unrefined cane sugar. That is really good sugar that you can use. Also dates. Right. But again, we still have to be careful not to eat too much everything in moderation right okay there are now reports too that stevia is actually not as helpful as once thought but you can do a google research on that and i don't like the taste of stevia anyway well they say it's because you use too much of it if the taste is too strong but i never cared for it either and i i tried it in different amounts but some people like it you know it's again that's a personal preference but now we're going to talk about agave nectar agave nectar has been found to be just as harmful to the body as high fructose corn syrup and over the last year or two medical research has even shown that agave nectar is sold in health food stores and grocery stores but it's just manufactured fructose research shows that this kind of fructose which is just like high fructose corn syrup is very bad for your health many people have believed that agave nectar sold in stores was simply the natural nectar from the flower of the agave plant and we used to believe that too i remember buying it and eating it and then i found out it wasn't healthy and had just bought a case of it which was like six bottles and I returned it all and luckily the store took it back it wasn't open and they gave us our money back in fact agave nectar is really just like corn syrup but instead of using corn to make it they use the agave 
agave roots. This is the same plant from which tequila is made, which tequila, as many of you know, is a hard liquor. Now there's nothing natural about how they process the agave plant roots and the process actually forms a sweetener that is highly toxic to the liver and causes all kinds of health problems. So stay away from agave nectar. It is poison to the body. That sounds very dangerous indeed. And synthetically made fructose is much different than naturally occurring fructose, which is found in fruit and honey and even in some vegetables. But the best, you know, sweeteners are once again what we've mentioned before, dates, honey, raw sugar, things like that. And this is what we've been saying over and over again. And it agrees with what the spirit of prophecy says, that it is not good for the stomach, it causes fermentation, it hinders the living machine, and it is injurious to the health. Right. We just need to use as little as possible so our immune systems are strong because we want strong immune systems so we can fight off anything that might come our way. And we're also told that in Testimonies, Volume 3, page 21, the free use of these things is injurious to health. And in many cases, we think that if they're not used at all, a much better state of health would be enjoyed. But I do know that Sister White has used sugar in some things. She talks about having a lemon pie and she's talked about these things, but not something that you eat every day, you know, and she does say it's okay to have a special treat on Sabbath or something special that you haven't had during the week. The thing is, is though, when you make a dessert and we used to do this years ago, we'd eat it on Sabbath and then of course you eat it on Sunday and then you might even eat it Monday because it's not gone yet. That's where the problem comes in to have just a small little piece of something on the Sabbath or you don't have to even have it every Sabbath. Just have it once a month or special occasions or something. But we do eat too much sugar as a rule and we all need to cut down on it. And Kayla doesn't have that problem really because she doesn't really care for sweets. It is true. I am not much of a sweet person. I am much more of a savory woman myself because I just can't stand the sweetness of most things. It just doesn't agree with me. And I know that is shocking to a lot of you sweet fans out there, including my mom. (laughs) But it's not like I don't like all desserts. There are some desserts I like. It's just that I would rather have savory than sweet. Right. Well, I have a lot of links I can share regarding facts about sugar, if anybody's interested. Again, I I can send those if you want to contact us. I also have videos about the dangers of consuming sugar that you can watch. And I have another video called Sugar, the Bitter Truth by a a doctor. His name is Robert Lustig, L-U-S-T-I-G. You could even Google that yourself and find it probably. So... This coming holiday season, when you're making those sweets for your family, just remember to not overindulge and to use good healthy sugar in the sweets that you make. So we still make pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving, but it's just healthy with healthy sugar and we don't go to extremes with it. It's okay to have a nice treat like my mom was saying, but everything in moderation. Right. And although sugar is a poison, it is excellent externally for like a diabetic ulcer, wounds, infections, gangrene, etc. That it is recommended to use the regular table sugar. It's excellent for that externally, just not internally. And so what you do for those external uses is you just wet it a little bit and apply it to the affected area and that works wonderful. But if you want to learn more about the harmful effects of sugar, you can do a Google search. There's a lot of information out there regarding the subject. And by 
by the way, I highly recommend a book called Health Power. It covers our subject today and other topics that you might be interested in. And it includes the natural laws of health. And if you want to purchase a copy, you can go on Amazon or do a Google search. It's written by a doctor and his name is Dr. Hans Deal. And it's an excellent book. I have it myself. So I recommend that book if you're interested in learning more. And I hope that what you learned today was a blessing. It was very helpful to you. And keep it in mind as the coming holidays approach us that you know, don't be going out and buying the stuff from the store. Make your own healthy desserts. And my mom has a CD recipe available for those interested in wanting to buy a CD full of over 5,000 recipes on it. And you can get in touch with her by Facebook, her ministry page, or my email is renee.boshor, B-U-S-H-O-R at Gmail. And yes, the CD, not a CD that you play in a CD player. Many people have thought that. It's a CD that goes in your computer or laptop and it's read by the computer or the laptop. It's files. And if you don't have that and you're interested in buying the CD, you can get a link and then you can just view it through Google Drive. You don't have to have a Google account or anything like that. You can still view the recipes, but I can send you a link once you pay and then you can view all the recipes that way and you don't have to have the CD or a CD drive to put it in. So either way, if you want are interested in that, you can contact me and I have have lots of different uh, recipes on the CD that you can learn many healthy recipes and even other things like natural cleaners and a whole bunch of other information that have great alternatives for condiments, desserts, and any other thing that you can even think about. And I, for one, am really glad for all the recipes Mom makes, except for some of those sweet desserts, which we mentioned before. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the sweets, but it's not because they're not good. I just, I don't personally like a lot of sweets. I have, you know, breads and crackers and breakfasts and cheeses and dips and condiments, seasonings, desserts, entrees, gluten-free, miscellaneous things, you know, almond milk and some of the things that fall under that category, raw dishes, salads, dressings, sandwiches, sauces, gravies, side dishes, soups, stews, vegetables, fruit, and then the things that aren't food-related are air fresheners, washing, body wash, cleaning supplies, conditioners, laundry soap, Play-Doh, things for your children that they would like, and shampoo and sunscreen and a whole other list of things. It's very informative, a lot of great stuff in there. So if you are interested, once again, contact her at her email address, which is renee.busher at gmail.com. That's R-E-N like Nancy, E-E dot B like boy, U, S like Sam, H-O-R at gmail.com. And believe me, it is a really great thing to have. So if you're interested, get in touch with her. And with all that being said, do your own research about this. It is very interesting, very informative, something that we all should know. And share it with others as well so that they can have a healthy holiday season coming up. And also, I want to say thank you, Mom, for joining me again and sharing what you know. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. It was great having you. And until next time we come together and talk more 
more about health. Just a preview of what's to come next month, we are planning on talking about gluttony because of the holiday season coming up. So it's also very good information. Don't miss it out on the health topic next month about gluttony. So with that being said, remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.